0: We're going to take uh, a few moments today, a few minutes actually I should say, and uh, continue our series called True Virtue. And I don't know whether you can see this or not, you probably can't, but we're looking at four different things really uh, throughout this series. We talked about honor last last uh, week. Uh, today we're talking about integrity and then we're going to be talking about perseverance and then gratitude in the weeks ahead. And so I just, am uh, using this as an opportunity to, to speak into um hopefully your life and uh, into my life, I know as well, as we discover uh, who it is that that God has called us to be. If you have your Bibles with you, I would uh, encourage you to go with me to Psalm chapter 15, Psalm chapter 15, as we deal with this issue of a matter of integrity. And this is uh, David writing these words, of course, and he says this in verse 1 of Psalm 15, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent, who may live on your holy mountain, the one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others and lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent, whoever does these things will never be shaken I was uh, uh, reading a story uh, just here in the last two or three weeks uh, here in our uh, community in Southwest Nova Scotia about a wallet that had been found actually it was a just a bill clip of uh, from a wallet with a substantial amount of money in and they had put out requests on Facebook and they had actually turned it in uh, to the RC, RCMP eventually. Asking people if anybody had lost this large sum of money, uh, that, that if they could claim it and, and, and describe the money clip and how much money was in it and all of those types of things. And then it could be returned to the rightful owner. I went digging through a few more stories and discovered that there's been a few of these types of stories uh, here in recent months over uh, in our community. A, a story about a cell phone Uh, That was discovered at uh, our local Walmart here in town. And uh, also uh, some different things of value. And I got reading through those stories and and reading the comments of some of the things that that people had said. And how how amazed they were at people's integrity and of doing uh, the right thing. And it's tragic, you know, in a way that we live in a world where people are more shocked when the right thing is done uh, than what they are by by what by when it's not done. They're more shocked uh, by integrity than the lack of it. There's all kinds of news stories. In fact, you have to dig really hard to find good news stories about people doing the right thing at the right time or the right thing when nobody else is watching. It's really easy to find the stories on social media about a politician or about an athlete or about a leader, or about a family, or about a friend maybe that you find out about uh, that has done the, the the wrong thing. And so it's out there all over the place. And so I want us to talk today about this idea of it's a matter of integrity. And so let me pray with you. Father God, thank you for your goodness to us. And God, thank you that uh, during uh, all of these times and places that, that you watch over us, Father, you are with us. And God, I pray that as we Talk about this issue of integrity today, that God, that you would speak into our heart and life, and these things we ask in your name, Amen. What well, I want to look at some things, maybe first on the negative, what uh, integrity's not, just in case we have a uh, of the wrong idea. I'm not talking this morning about being perfect. I- integrity is not perfectionism and doing and never making a mistake. If that was the case, it would be impossible for somebody to live with integrity. That's, that's not what an integrity is. Um, if we wanted to look at that, that word integrity, it comes from the, the Latin word uh, integrated life or the, the whole complete one, who, who a person or what something really is in its entirety, uh, it's kind of like a, a pie, if you would. I, I used to uh, actually kind of enjoy math, and uh, one of the things I would always uh, chuckle about a little bit when I had a math teacher in high school uh, that uh, would teach fractions using pie. I guess it was a little before high school. It would have been junior high school, whenever we were learning Uh, Fractions. We talk about uh, breaking things into pie. And then later on, we learned about pie graphs and what they were. And that that always kind of excited me because I like pie. But if we think about integrity as as the pie of our life, the entire thing. And so we have our professional piece of the pie. And that might be, uh, depending on where you are in life, that might be a small or a large piece. You have your family part of that pie. You have your social part of that pie. You have your spiritual part of that pie and you have your private part of that pie. Who you are when nobody else is watching or very few people are watching. And what this idea of integrity is, is that your integrity is the the entire pie. All of this, the sum of, of all of those pieces put together. And so integrity is this. Just to have a working definition as we dig into God's word is integrity is when your behavior matches your beliefs when there's when there's a you know this plus this equals this you know it's to use simple math 2 plus 2 equals 4 it doesn't equal 5 it doesn't equal 3 it equals 4 in all times in all places regardless what country you're from uh, regardless of what part of the world that you are in 2 plus 2 always equals 4 and so that's what integrity is and so Proverbs chapter 10 verse 9 says whoever walks in integrity walks securely but whoever walks or sorry whoever takes crooked paths will be found out and so it's about doing the right thing at the right time now there's moments and times in all of our lives if we want to be really really honest that we look back and say ah i shouldn't have done what i did and we're going to talk about that in just a moment But I want us to get this idea of the consistent life that God is calling us to have. Who you are when nobody else is looking. Reputation is who others think you are. Integrity is who you really are. And so many times in our in our lives we can we can spend a whole lot more time and energy building our reputation forgetting about our integrity but the reality is is that if we spend our time and our energy on the integrity part the reputation part will actually take care of itself. So what's the opposite of integrity? We hear this word a lot in the language of of Jesus in the New Testament. And we actually hear this word a lot in the language of people, many times when they're talking about followers of Jesus in the church, especially those uh, that aren't followers of Jesus yet. And the word is hypocrite. And so in, in Jesus' time, the word hypocrite was actually an actor in play. And Jesus was harder on hypocrites. Think about this just for a moment. Harder on hypocrites than prostitutes and adulterers. And really, if you were to combine those together. And so look at the language that Jesus uses in Matthew chapter 23, where he says this, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but the inside are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside Will also be clean. And so, what is Jesus saying here to the Pharisees and to the teachers of the law? They had become so consumed with building their reputation that they had become greedy, they had become full of self indulgence, that it was all about them. And not about others, not about the needs of the others in their community. That they were missing the whole picture of the gospel and what it was intended to be. And so, not what—it's not what you show on the outside that really matters. It's—it's it's who you are on the inside. Of course, we—if you've been around the church any length of time—we've heard this type of of teaching before, and we know this is true. That it's—it's it's the inside that matters most because the inside will be on. Uh, uh, the outside will be the reflection of the inside eventually. I, uh, when I was uh, finishing up university and, and beginning ministry, I spent some time working for a builder, a gentleman that built houses. And uh, I, I remember I had never been really around uh, the contractor industry before and people that build homes and, and did renovations and those types of things. And I worked for a gentleman that was really, really good at what he did. And I remember him saying one time when he had the choice to make and he was a follower of Jesus he had a choice to make that he could have cut some corners to shave a little bit of time and money off a project or do it the right way as it was it was, it was something that had gone wrong in the midst of the process and it wasn't what the customer wanted and so we had messed up. It was our mistake. And so as a result, and, and it wasn't a big deal, and it probably would never have gone noticed before. It was something on the internal parts of the, uh, of the, the walls that we were building. And, and, and I remember him saying, I'll never forget, no, we're, we're going to tear it apart. We're going to do this the right way, the same way that we would if it was your home or my home. And 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 if we think of that idea as a builder and somebody that's building homes, and sometimes it can be frustrating, but it happens. But they, if they cut corners, eventually they 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 might end their career and do a really good job, but they've sacrificed something in the midst of that. They've sacrificed their integrity. At the. Opposite view of that is if if we were constantly looking at that. Well, this this could be my home, and looking at it in that way, every decision that we make and about how we make decisions on building that house would really matter, wouldn't it? And that's the principle that I want us to understand and get, that when we're making these daily choices every single day, we're doing so in the, the homes, the houses, the, the lives that we are building, that, that if we take shortcuts, uh, they might not be noticed immediately, but they could be noticed down the road. And so what are some, some ways that, that we take shortcuts in when it comes to living the lives that God has called us to live? Well, God calls us to be generous. And so if, if we're selfish in our choices, uh, it's a shortcut. Doing what is right instead of cutting corners. Uh, showing honor. We talked about that last week. That God calls us to, to show honor to others that are in our lives. And if we're constantly tearing people down, it's not showing the honor that, that we're supposed to be. Extending grace. Extending grace to people. Instead, we judge harshly. Maybe the choices that they are making, telling the truth. The opposite, of course, is tell the story and maybe it's we could say, well, it's truthful. But we do so in a way that only benefits us. And so we are building our houses. We're building our lives on these little decisions that we make every single day that really do matter. Every day, every decision, we are building our lives. And so the question I want to ask us today is what's your integrity worth? What, what kind of value do we put on that? What would your actions say that your integrity is worth? Uh, maybe it's little things like lying just a little bit on a resume to get a job. Or, or, or maybe falsifying an expense report just a little bit. Nobody will ever notice about that. Or maybe it's cheating on an exam to get a better grade. Uh, maybe it's exaggerating a story so that you can be better liked, or somebody will tell a story about you. Maybe it's stealing Wi-Fi so you can watch Netflix. Maybe it's to and here's here's one that I actually never thought really existed before. I had heard about it, and a few years ago, I had the privilege of being able to coach our kids in little league baseball, and actually had a parent that lied about the age of their child so they could play in a younger um, age group for softball so that then that child would be really really successful and it was it was really an embarrassing situation for that parent as it was it was discovered partway through the season that they had actually lied not by very much by a few literally by a few days you see, Back then, and I'm not sure how they do things now, we would never ask for somebody's birth certificate to verify their age. And they lied literally, like literally by a few hours because of when they had been born would put them into a different age group. See, It was just a little thing. You say, well, that's not that big of a deal. But think about all those little things that aren't that big a deal and they begin to build and they begin to build and they become who we are. What's your integrity worth? See, it's so easy to slide in. It's not the big things many times, the big decisions that we make, but in the the little things. You see, when we have our integrity, nothing else matters. But when we don't have our integrity, nothing else matters either. See, it goes both ways. It's so important that we're doing everything we can to build our homes the way that God has created us to build our homes. This is why he says in Psalm 139, one of my favorite passages of scripture in verses 23 and 24. It says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the in. Sorry, lead me in the way everlasting. It is challenging. It is hard. It's tough to live in the culture that we do and to be constantly challenged because we want to succeed and we want to to put our best foot forward and all of those things. It's really tough sometimes. And this is a great prayer. We prayed this last Sunday when we took communion together that we would ask God to search our hearts. And to see if there be something in our hearts and lives that doesn't isn't in alignment with Him. And so here are some, some things. That, one of the difficult things about this is, is discovering if if there is an integrity issue in our life. And so I want to give us three things um, that will help us to define this and then talk a little bit about next steps. And so the first one is this is sometimes the issue in our life where we need an integrity check is where we are most defensive. Where we're most defensive. You know that area when somebody points it out, especially if it's a close friend or family member, maybe even nonchalantly says, well, you do this. You say, no way, I would never do that. It's, that's just crazy. And you almost respond and react in a way that's way beyond what the accusation is. That might be a, a gut check time, that it's it's an integrity issue. Uh, many times we're most defensive uh, because we're often most vulnerable in those areas. Another one is this, what well, you don't want others to know. And so we all have a, a an expectation of, of privacy, of course. And this doesn't mean that our our lives need to be an open book to every single person. and We live kind of in that fishbowl world now where everybody seems to know what everybody's doing. And especially if you live in a small community or small culture, and I've, I've spent really my entire life in that type of community and culture. And I love that type of atmosphere and that kind of culture. But there can be a, some negative points to that where everybody knows everything. Uh, but I'm talking about things that, if, if if people were to know what 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 would really matter in in their minds about the choices and decisions that you that you make. And here's another, a huge one I think, is what you criticize in others, the things that you notice most, and you go, I can't believe that they did that. Sometimes, many times, can be an area in our life where. where where God is actually trying to get our attention and search our hearts and our minds in those areas. And so what we criticize the hardest is often a reflection of where we're the weakest. What we criticize the hardest is often, many times, a reflection of where we are the weakest. I remember a number of years ago, not at the church where I am now, uh, here at Havlock Wesleyan, but at the former church that we were at, and we were having a, a discussion on a board level. And sometimes when pastors say discussion, that's that's uh, code language for an argument or a debate. And, and it wasn't really argumentative, uh, but we were we were on different sides of the issue. The board was very divided on, it, on a really important issue. And I remember the, because the meeting had gone on too long and I get to a point in those t- settings and time sometimes that my brain begins to shut down. And I said something I should not have said. Now, if you're wondering, you know, uh, was it something uh, terrible and awful? No, it probably wasn't. But my attitude was not right. And my words were harsh. And I wish I had even noticed in the moment the damage that it had done. But I didn't. I didn't actually realize it until later that night. And the next morning, I was thinking over what had transpired. And I had a decision to make. What do I do? I probably could have gotten away with not saying anything about it. As it turned out, actually, uh, I was was right on the issue. We proceeded the way that I hoped we would, but my attitude stunk, and my words did as well. And it became an issue of integrity to do the right thing. I called a brief board meeting the following Sunday right after. uh, Right after our family worship gathering, I gathered the board around and I owned up to what I did and said. I asked for their forgiveness, I asked for their grace. And I can't uh, even begin to explain to you uh, how much that opened things up as we as a board began and we had no idea what we would be walking through these next few weeks and months. A trust factor that just went exponentially through the roof, just because I showed my vulnerability and said, I'm sorry, I was wrong. I should not have said that. I should not have thought that. I, 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 my motives were impure in, in saying that. It's so important that in this process that we not only acknowledge where we are, but sometimes have to do the hard thing. I remember thinking back to that, it was going to be so hard and so tough to It's tough to admit that we're wrong. You know, sometimes we can do a lot of different things that can mess up what God wants to do. We can exaggerate things. We can try to make others look bad. We can criticize. We can gossip. Uh, we can we can claim uh, certain things that aren't 100% true. There's all kinds of areas in which it can go. But what I want us to understand, what I want us to get, is this really, really matters. Because God wants to be first and foremost in our hearts and lives. You know, I, I came across this saying, and it's not, it's not a biblical saying of sorts, but it applies so well. And I'm not sure who said it. There's a lot of different people that have said it, so I haven't attributed it to anyone. But the quote is this, talent can get you to the top, but only integrity will keep you at the top. And this is why the writers, especially in the Old Testament and Jesus writing in the New Testament to the Pharisees and to the the leaders of the of the church of his culture and time understood how important that this was. And when we have integrity, remember what I said a moment ago, nothing else matters. And when we don't have integrity, nothing else matters. It's so important that we keep our uh, life in alignment with what Jesus would have for us. And so here's 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 the action point. Here's what we do in response when when God checks us in our spirit and we and he says, "You know, this area, he's you need to do something about that. You need to respond or you need to you need to ask for forgiveness or you need to be vulnerable. Here are some things it's so hard, but so worth doing. Here's, here's how we need to respond to those things. Do what's right, and they're gonna be on the screen here in front of you. Do what's right and trust God with the results. Do whatever it is that you believe that God is calling you to do and leave the results with him. You see, so often, we, we try to figure out what the results are going to be. And then if, we go, if we're going to like the results, then we'll decide whether we're going to do the action. But I want to flip that and say, let's do the action. Do the thing that God is calling us to do. And let's leave the results with him. He, it's all in his hands anyways. If we've, if we've learned nothing more... In this time and over these last 12 or 14 months, we've learned this, that that the results have nothing to do with us. They they are not in our hands. And so they're in his hands. And secondly, your integrity, uh, I'll leave at this point, your integrity is easier to keep than it is to recover. And so whatever it is that you're walking through and dealing with, uh, sometimes, uh, as I said at the onset, we're, we're almost shocked in our culture and time when somebody shows integrity because there's such a lack of it uh, in, our, in our culture right now. And so uh, what I'm asking and what I'm praying for is that as God speaks into your heart and into your life, and it may not be a huge thing, It may not be a massive uh, adjustment that you may need to make. Maybe it is a massive adjustment. I don't know what it is. But ask God what's the right thing to do, the right way to speak. I just want to say one more thing just before I close. Sometimes we can do the right thing in the wrong way. And sometimes we we can say the right thing in the wrong way. And integrity is that thing that aligns all of those things. That not only would we do the right thing, not only would we say the right thing, but we would do it in the right way. We would do it sometimes if if we need to talk truth into somebody's heart and life, that we would do it in a compassionate, loving way. I'm not going to give you all the details of this story. But just this past week, I, I saw this in action in my own life. I had to speak with someone over an area in their life. And I remember as I, I knew I was getting ready for this message and I thought, God, help me to do this in the right way. I I knew, I knew it was right as far as what I had to do and what I had to say. But what I was so challenged with is that I've got to do this with the right attitude. That I wouldn't do it with a judgmental attitude. I wouldn't do it with a lack of mercy and compassion attitude. Because I knew it had a tendency. It could go that way if I wasn't careful. And so maybe that's the area that you need to check in your spirit. You say, well, I'm right about this. And you may very well be. Maybe you need to do it in the right way. And with the right action and with the right response. Thanks for for being part of this. And I hope it's challenged you in your heart. And I know these aren't easy things to talk about. It's tough sometimes. And next week, we're going to continue talking about some of these things that God has called us to to live and the the character things in our lives and heart uh, that he wants us to experience so that we can be who he has called us to be. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you just before we close. Father God, thank you for who you are. Father, th- uh, God, thank you for dying on a cross for us so that we could have eternal life. And God, in the midst of everything that's happened and going on, that God, that we can walk with you the way that you've called us to walk with you. And so God, for whatever is said and done, we want to bring glory and honor to your name. And God, I get it. It's a struggle, Dehan and Teo, to do the right thing, to be who you have called us to be. But Father, I pray that you would help us, that your Holy Spirit would guide and direct in our hearts and lives. God, we love you today. And I thank you so much for the privilege it is to to be part of your kingdom. And God, I thank you so much that, that you are a forgiving God that when we get this wrong, that you forgive us. And Father, that you allow us to experience new life with you. So God, if there'd be somebody watching today that needs to step into a relationship with you, maybe for the first time, or maybe they've done it before and they need to do it again, Lord, that they would experience that today and they would step into a relationship with you. God, we love you today. And I thank you so much for the privilege it is to be able to honor you and serve you in our lives. And these things we ask in your name, amen. God bless you. And uh, Lord willing, uh, I hope you'll be able to join us uh, next week. And uh, be sure to let us know whether you do it in the comments or whether you've uh, private messaged us. If there is any way that, that we can support you or serve you uh, in any way, please uh, please reach out to us and we'll do our very best to do that. God bless you and thanks for being part of our online family worship gathering here at Havelock Wesleyan this week.